0: doing i'm sergio from the dodgeball podcast and here with me i have
1: uh josh kramer head captain for uh michigan state club dodgeball our national champions
2: this year
3: Hi, ellie um yeah i'm the captain for miami
2: (laughs) i'm ryan ginsburg i'm captain of ohio state dodgeball club (laughs) so just
0: just for clarification uh miami of ohio or miami hurricanes
3: uh miami of ohio
0: got it all right Yeah, we want to be specific here Not many people are going to know that there's a Miami in Ohio. Um, (laughs) But uh, yeah, I brought these three people on to discuss um, the nationals that took place roughly a week and a half ago in, uh, was it Toledo, right? Athens. Oh, it was in Athens. Okay, it was in Athens, Ohio. And um, by all accounts, this seemingly was a very competitive weekend. So we'll get right into it. And we can start with uh, Josh, So Josh, before we even talk about the tournament, let's talk about not necessarily game by game, but just from a personal perspective, how did you feel your season went um, leading up into nationals?
1: Yeah, I think this year was, you know, for a lot of us, we came back after losing in the national championship last year. And we brought most of our team back and we felt pretty good about it. And we were able to get off to a hot start and be undefeated through most of the season and get a lot of our uh, our games out of the way and win our our Michigan college championship and stuff like that. Um, But we had a lot of guys come back. A lot of guys play well. um, And throughout most of the uh, year, we were able to stick uh, together as a team and we were able to go undefeated and, you know, kept that throughout the year. Uh, But yeah, most of us, uh, we just stayed really focused and we had a goal in mind and we stuck to it
0: um of the returning class how much from a percentage wise like was it 75 80 percent returning class for you
1: yeah we from the team we had last year to this year we returned i mean almost everybody i don't know what percentage that would be but almost all of our guys um who played in the tournament last year came back again this year
0: nice and uh, we'll definitely get back to your revenge tour in a bit. Uh, what about you, Ellie?
3: Um, I mean, yeah, we were kind of on the opposite end of the spectrum, to be quite honest. Um, yeah, last year was definitely a growing year for Miami. We probably only had about four people. Um, and most of us, like, really hadn't done anything, like, with leadership. And, yeah, so um, it was definitely a hard year last year. Um, we really focused on – yeah. Team bonding and making sure people actually had a good time when they were there. Um, but yeah, there were some hard tournaments, some hard losses. Um, you know, we had a lot of great athletes, but not a lot of dodgeball knowledge. Um, and so, yeah, it was, it was a slow, slow burn throughout the year, but it was actually the first day of nationals last year that we got our first win, um, against not against grand rally. We beat UK and then had to go against grand Valley the next game. Um, who ended up winning nationals. So um, ironically we lost to Michigan state this year, who also went on to win nationals. So I tell you what, when Miami wins that first game, we're just smooth sailing the rest of the way. (laughs) Um, But yeah, no, this year was a lot, like just a lot more fun. Um, Like the first couple weeks of practice, I was just super excited by the amount of like confidence that everybody on my team had. Um, Everybody just like, looked like they knew what they were doing. Everybody was excited. Um, And we, Got our first wins, like, the second tournament of the year. And after going, like, 1-20, and 20, that was really comforting. Um, so, yeah, had a lot of close losses that we wished went differently. But it was, in my opinion, like, night and day in, in terms of performance. So, I'm excited for what next year looks like.
0: So, this year, you got caught up in the Josh's uh, revenge tour. You were one of the stops?
3: A little bit, yeah. <laughs> we've, we've talked about that. <laughs>
0: <laughs> they
1: made it competitive, though. They they gave us a run for our money, for sure.
0: <laughs> oh, that was, that
2: was fun. Nice. What about you, Ryan? Yeah, so um, coming into going into this year, we knew that we still had a pretty young team. We lost um, an All-American, a second-team All-American, after last year losing the, in the Elite Eight. So we knew we'd had to teach a lot of our younger guys who were coming into their second year at dodgeball. But we knew that they were talented after what they showed last year at Nationals. So... We just set the goal in mind that we our exec was like, we're just going to play a lot. Like, the only way to get better is just to keep playing. So, in the first semester, we played 15 games. We went 10-5. and five. We had a few, like, injuries. Like, I was out for a few games. So I broke my thumb. We had someone else who was, like, playing with, like, a in a wrist splint, but they were still playing. So, we, we lost some games against, like, top teams. We, like, beat everyone we thought we should be. We, we really couldn't get that, like, win against, like, a top team, like – we, we lost like Cincinnati. We lost Ohio. So we lost like some of the tough teams. But and then going into the second semester, we knew that we had with two really great rookies that were developing nicely. I think they'll finish high on the rookie list. We had all of our second year players. which are just getting better and better each game they played. So going to that second semester, we um, went 3-0 at the Cleveland State tournament. Then going to ODC, we thought we can give UC a run for their money, who won it last year and rejected the win again this year. Uh, Some people even had us third going into the tournament. We beat Ohio to go into the championship game. We lost to UC in a close game, so we couldn't win the cup there. And then we went 3-0 at war, which is one of the biggest tournaments of the year. Gave us a lot of momentum going into Nationals. Okay, so obviously
0: Nationals gets announced. You guys know where you're going to go. You guys got your invites, your ticket, however you guys find out. You guys find out. And you also find out who else is going to be there. So, with that, with however many games you played this season, um, and we can start with Josh, who was the most anticipated opponent you wanted to face and why?
1: Yeah, I think, um, I don't know, most people kind of know Michigan State doesn't always play the most games in the year, um, especially compared to the Ohio teams that play each other all the time. Um, So, always looking to, like, play against teams that you don't play against very often. So, like Ohio State, like Cincinnati, like, JMU and and other schools like that that are high on the rankings that you always want to play a good competitive match against. Um, But as our team this year, we just kind of wanted to play anyone. Anyone who wanted to play us, we were ready to go. And looking into nationals, um, James Madison was one team that we really wanted to play. Uh, We played them tough last year in the national tournament and uh, really wanted to, you know, another chance at them. Um, Cincinnati, is always a good team to play against and so is Ohio State and any Ohio school is always fun to play against so it just kind of comes down to who wants to play us and you know this year we were fortunate to go undefeated but um, it's always fun to play against schools and people that you don't get to see very much.
0: So you pretty much just uh, singled out Ohio just because you don't play those schools a lot?
1: Yeah Yeah, I mean that's where a lot of the schools come from too is Ohio. We we have five total in Michigan, and I think Ohio has six or seven or something like that. So um, just, you know, Midwest and keeping it close and stuff like that. But mainly those are the, you know, top two regions too, so it's always fun to play against them.
0: For sure. What about you, Ellie? Who are you looking forward to facing in the tournament?
3: Um, so we had lost a close um, game to Saginaw Valley, um, SVSU earlier at the Cleveland tournament. So that was definitely one that we were gunning for again. Um, And then the other one, I actually requested Grand Valley. So I was the psycho captain who did that. Um, But yeah, I drive my team crazy when I do that. But I guess for me, like, I don't know, I feel like you learn more when you play teams that are going to be ranked higher. Um, And we kind of knew, realistically speaking, that like the chances of us seeing a top five team on like both, like both days was pretty high. So, you know, I kind of wanted to be able to pick who we faced. Um, And, you know, we played them last year, and it was a blast. So I was like, "Eh." I mean, there are worse things than playing Grand Valley again. But, and I mean, we only had 10 people, and it actually turned out pretty well. So, um, yeah, so those were the two teams I think that I definitely wanted to play on Saturday.
0: So wait a minute. You said something that kind of caught me off guard. You said you requested to play uh, Grand Valley. So so is this something – Maybe this is something I'm not familiar with. Um, You can, as a team, decide who you want to play against maybe one day or two?
3: Kind of. Ryan, correct me if I say this wrong, but, yeah, usually they send out to captains to request two teams when we sign up for nationals. Um, It's not necessarily a guarantee that you'll get them, but you get to kind of choose. Am I explaining this right?
2: Yeah, so, yeah, they you – like, in – I think it was, like, late February, they're like, all right, here are the teams coming – you get to request two and most teams get one like you very rarely do you get both so you get one and i think only one team didn't get a team they requested so pretty much every team gets one team they request and then your other two games are normally like someone that's close closely ranked to you so they get that kind of like like top teams will play another top team and then someone who you just haven't played before will be your third game.
0: Okay. Okay. I mean maybe I've heard it before but I don't I don't think I've ever I guess maybe I didn't hear it explained that way, but all right. So, segueing into you, who did who did you want to play against um, in the tournament once everything was
2: figured out? No, we wanted to play uh, JMU and Penn State, uh, two East Coast teams that we just didn't get to play throughout the year. Um, they, we thought we could take on either of them, being a top five team in the league. We thought we were. Uh, we got to play Michigan State three times last year, so. We didn't get to play him this year. It would have been nice to play him again this year, but we were familiar <laughs> with them. I haven't played – I did not play Penn State my whole career before nationals, and JMU have played once, and they're like the top of the East Coast right now. So it would have been a – would have been nice to play them. We got scheduled with Penn State, so we got a chance to play them, but didn't get the chance to play JMU. <laughs> nice. So
0: that that – Definitely uh, adds a little wrinkle to this because that was something I didn't know that you, you could do, but that actually makes it a lot more fun, at least for me. Um, I would imagine picking your own opponent. I don't know about how you guys would do it, but if it was me, and let's say I had a cousin who went to another school, I might just pick the the the, the school my cousin going to because I know he's going to be playing too, and I might just want to light him up early up in the morning. I don't know about you guys. I would just be petty and just pick a fun pick. Mm-hmm. <laughs> But then then again, my family is uh, very competitive that way. So um, there is that.
1: If I had a cousin that played, I would have definitely requested the other team for sure. Oh, uh, totally. You
0: would have done that too? Oh, yeah. Ryan, you would have done that too? Oh, yeah. Ellie, you, you smacking your cousin in the face if they're on the other side?
3: I was thinking like a sister, honestly. But. <laughs> <laughs> okay,
0: a sister, fine. A sister in the face?
3: I mean, face is harsh, but something like that.
0: Something like that. Some somewhere in this general area, <laughs> not the face, but somewhere here. For the people at home, I'm pointing in my general area. <laughs> they can't see our faces, obviously. Okay, so um, let's talk about day one. Obviously, you know, day one of the tournament, you guys are in. You guys, how many guys, how many games did you guys play? Was it like three or four in day one? Three, three, three. Okay. So you get your first three in, and we can start with Josh. Undefeated leading up to this point. You come in here. How do you feel going into day one and leaving day one?
1: Yeah, so I'm trying to remember who we played in order, but we came in and and we played – we started out and played uh, JMU, uh, James Madison, early on day one. And, uh, you know, we knew how hard they were going to be just from playing them last year and what we knew about them this year. Um, So we were looking forward to that early on in the morning. Um, And they, you know, are a very athletic team, have a lot of guys that can throw. And we were really excited to play them. Um, But we kind of got into a big problem because right during our first point, um, one of the guys on our team broke his arm really bad right in front of us. And kind of like we had to take a step back and like figure out what we were going to do for the rest of the weekend and if we were going to play that game and stuff like that. So we got to the first game and we were really excited and then we kind of got, you know, had to take a step back. So day one could have been better in that aspect, but um, we were able to get the win um, against them, uh, move on and play Maryland and Akron and get two wins against them. Um, But, you know, a lot of us, we had to uh, step up and, and play a little bit harder because we were down one of our starters and um, it just kind of made everything a little bit more difficult um, waking up on day two with a you know bitter feeling in your mouth and you know trying to step up and do it for the guy that gets hurt and you know just making it making up for it but we were able to stay undefeated day one and um, get a couple big wins and we really felt confident
0: going into day two. And this guy, he broke his arm in the first game,
1: first, um, yeah. first matchup. Yeah, first matchup against James Madison. Alec Dean, one of our, you know, he won Rookie of the Year last year. And he was, you know, looking at another great year this year um, and just broke his arm on one of his throws. And we, we were, you know, he had to get surgery that day and we had to figure out how to, you know, fill the roster with another guy. And we were able to, to step up and... Play good dodgeball the next two games.
0: Oh damn! Hope you're yelling out, my dude. That's that's rough. (laughs) Um, What about you, Ellie? What was your uh, mind mind frame going into day one and after it was all over?
3: Um, yeah, I was a ball of stress. Um, I don't usually do well in the hotel before (laughs) tournaments. Um, fun fact, I actually had to watch Ice Age the morning of to like get the nerves down. But um, yeah. (laughs) So we played at Grand Valley first, um, which, yeah, that was definitely a team I requested, um, much to the surprise of many people. But, <laughs> yeah, I mean, we had lost a lot of people for a roster that week, like the week of. So we were supposed to go with 15. And for Grand Valley, we only had 10. Um, and, yeah, so for background, you have 12 on the court. So there's, like, just a, a solid disadvantage there um, to start out regardless. But, yeah, I mean, like, I was impressed. We came out excited. We ended up taking the first point, um, which is something that we kind of specialize in. Um, but, yeah, I, it was something that really caught them off guard. And, yeah, it was. I, I felt like it was going to help out with momentum a lot just because, you know, we knew Grand Valley is a good team. Um, and so I wasn't particularly upset by the loss. Um, Saginaw, I think we just got tired. That was a tough Tough game to watch. I definitely had some good performances from people. Like Katie Mayer, assistant captain, had a fantastic game. Um, But, yeah, we just definitely couldn't pull out a point. And Saginaw is a great team, like not taking anything away from them. But, yeah, I just felt like we didn't feel like ourselves at all. Like our energy was just super flat. Um, So it's not that we were playing bad. We just weren't playing with any, like, hype, like whatsoever. I mean, it really showed. And then against UVA – um, they're a great catching team. I know that they're a team that doesn't usually get to go to a lot of tournaments. They usually just play East Coast teams, but yeah, credit to them, they have phenomenal catching ability. but kind of the same story. We just didn't pull out our best performance. so that was another tough loss that we, um, yeah, kind of let go of. We started out on top with the, I think I can't remember what the score was off the top of my head, but we definitely got the first point um, again. Um, but yeah, just couldn't quite keep things together um so yeah we walked away with an 0 three performance on saturday so definitely was a little bit bummed i knew it was nice that we were able to see who we were going to play the next day so i like i knew going into the, like that night that we were going to play csu first to face before um but ultimately we were kind of looking at that michigan state game on saturday. <laughs> so yeah i was i was excited definitely antsy but you know what can you do <laughs>
0: I got to ask just because I'm not going to be able to let this go and I haven't not been able to let this go since I heard it. Ice Age before Dodgeball. Listen.
3: <laughs> it is a phenomenal movie. Like I'm so excited that I get to plug this in this podcast. It is comedic gold. So if you haven't watched it, I kid you not, like it will be the best hour and a half of your life.
1: I was just waiting for her to bring it up because she told me she was going to. <laughs> I didn't know how it was going to come up, but I knew it was at some point.
0: Okay, hold on, hold on. I do want to point this out, Josh. When she mentioned Ice Age, you had a cringe on your face almost the same time I did, so I figured you, you had something to do with this. I had not
1: nothing to do before. with it. I had nothing to do with it. I come did right, not tell her he to do it. Here.
0: You got these people here?
1: No, no. <laughs> that was all her
0: it was all her you knew she was gonna bring it up you just didn't know how it would segue into this episode i
1: had i had no clue how it was gonna come up
3: (laughs) it was so freaking natural though
0: (laughs) all right um i guess i'm gonna have to let that one go all right got it ice age we got pixar movies on the podcast got it all right what about you (laughs) what about you ryan what was your day one vibes going into it and after the fact
2: uh so when we got our schedule, we knew we had a North Georgia, Penn State, and Grand Valley, which we knew was a tough schedule, but we thought we could take any team in the league given how much we've played and who we have on our team. Uh, North Georgia is an in- inexperienced team. They're kind of just, like reforming after kind of struggling through COVID and not really having a team. So they're kind of a brand new team. So that wasn't that win was uh, not hard because we're just so experienced. And so we kind of like our subs played a lot of that one. Our starters didn't throw too much. So that was an easy win. But then our next game was against Penn State, a team we knew that we felt we were better than going into it. And a game we really needed to win, given how important Nationals games are for day two bracket placements. And we come out strong. We go up 3-0 in like 15 minutes. We were rolling. So we we tried to keep the momentum up. But all of a sudden, right before half, we drop a point with like one or two minutes left. So now it's 3-1. So now we're like, all right, we got to get it together. Like we can't let them keep the momentum. And second half comes and Penn State just has all the momentum. We're just making silly mental mistakes, throwing two balls at once, throwing catches, just not doing what we did to get the 3-0 lead. So we actually lost that game 4-3. Uh, we had a chance to tie it and force the overtime in the last minute, but they had a guy who survived the last minute well and we couldn't get it done. We had no timeouts. I really would have loved to call a timeout just to get our strategy down for the last minute, but we didn't have any, so we couldn't do that. So that was a really tough loss. When we went 3 we thought we were rolling, can have great momentum going to the GV game, but we lost that. And I think uh, it kind of like ruined the mood a little bit. Like everyone's like, damn, like, how'd we lose that? So going into the Grand Valley game, we came out kind of flat. And I think we just really couldn't recover just after a tough loss like that. So we lost 4 1. The points were competitive, though. So like we weren't just getting killed, but it was definitely tough to play after blowing a lead like that. And then when the games were done, we knew that. We are going to have BG first, and we won that game. We are going to Grand Valley. So we knew we could take Grand Valley day two. So we were excited for the rematch, knowing that we kind of put ourselves in that position with the way we played day one, going one and two, that we kind of forced our hand into a tough game to make the final four.
0: Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> at least you understood that going, you know, after the fact, and you you understood that even during it. So the mental adjustment for you had to have been quick for you to know, like, hey, we played ourselves into this position now let's get ourselves out of it.
2: Yeah, no, we knew that it wasn't a talent thing or a ability thing. It was just we lost our focus, and we just weren't playing how we've played for the 27 games we played in the regular season. Nice.
0: Um, so before we talk about overall placements and playoffs, let's talk about the teammates that really wowed us, whether they were your own or whether you guys played against each other. We could start with uh, Josh. Were there any teammates this past weekend that took their game up a notch that you feel that you need to shout out from your position?
1: Yeah, I think uh, maybe not that they surprised us, but Jack Gurling and Barry Butler III are two of, if not the two best players in the league. And we, you know, as a teammate, I get to just kind of sit back and watch them a little bit, Mm -hmm. Um, and it's a lot of fun. Those guys are. Two very different players, but they are two phenomenal dodgeball players. Um, Jack is a lefty who hits people from anywhere, anywhere. And, you know, he just, you know, always stays alive and and makes clutch catches and stuff like that. And Barry um, just has one of the strongest arms probably the league has ever seen. Just he can put the ball anywhere, throw it as hard as he can, and it's almost impossible to catch. Um, but he also makes clutch catches as well. But it was just kind of fun to watch them play in our, high, in our biggest tournament of the year. Um, and then we had two guys step up, Nick Fedowa and Matt Barable, that both um, were rookies this year that are probably um, in the uh, contention for rookie of the year, um, that both played phenomenal um, in every game that we played and were a big step up after we uh, had Alec get injured and um, we just had a bunch of guys step up and play well and just kind of fun to watch us play at, at such a, you know, high level in such a big tournament. Um, but no, playing against other teams, I mean, every team has a couple people that are just, you know, playing good at the right time. And JMU has Evan Eschenberg, who is playing really well. Um, Akron had uh, PJ, who was playing really well. And... Um, just, you know, a lot of people playing at the, at the you know, highest level at exactly when, when you want to play good and just playing against a lot of people and everybody's playing well. I mean, every, no one wants to leave and lose, so you're getting everybody's best, especially when you're the number one seed like we were undefeated. Everybody wants to, you know, beat us and we're trying, everybody's trying to give us their best. So it was just kind of fun to watch everybody play and, and play well. <laughs>
0: Hard being at the top. <laughs> all right, Not what that about bad. <laughs> I said it was hard. I didn't say it was difficult. <laughs> what about you, Ellie? Any teammates that uh, surprised you this year and took it up a notch that you want to shout yeah. out?
3: Um, I mean, yeah, first and foremost, it was really cool as a captain to be able to see, like, I think almost, I mean, I would say, like, yeah, all of our team really had those moments throughout the weekend where I got to see them kind of – Yeah, really show off everything that they've learned um, and really just like stepped up, which I thought was really cool. So I could sit and name everybody on my team, but for the sake of time. um, Yeah, I think my assistant captains, Katie and Connor, like really stepped up um, just as leaders. But yeah, Katie had a phenomenal game against Saginaw. Um, Cole Ganocchio, he is someone who kind of holds down my right side for me and this spring he's just been absolutely insane. Um, but yeah, nationals was definitely not different. Um, especially against Grand Valley, you know, we caught him in and he, I think he took four or five catches in a single point. So like he just had a great weekend, but, and then on the left, I had Max Edling, um, He's just been a very consistent player for me. He's someone that I can always just kind of count on to hold down his side um, and just kind of do what he needs to do. So it's nice as a, like a captain not having to worry about him. But, yeah, so he had a great weekend. But um, And then Leo, he is somebody who, um, yeah, is not, like, most known for his throwing. But, like, his, like, reset throws were phenomenal this week. Um, and, yeah, he was someone who I know has just been working, like, tirelessly to to really contribute. Um, and that really, like, showed off for him at Nationals. So that was a lot of fun to see. Um, yeah, I mean, Grand Valley, they have a lot of great players. Um, there's Tyler Peach, Josh Hill, definitely people that we thought were going to be a challenge, and they were. Um, and then Saginaw, uh, Joe Barber, and then Cole Maciella. I don't know if I said his last name right, but um, <laughs> if I didn't, I'm sorry. But, <clears throat> yeah, they both play very well together. Um, so they were definitely – kind of shown us why um they're a challenging team when we played them but yeah I think those were definitely some good players
0: for sure and you know if, if he said if, if he said his name wrong I'm gonna hear about it so <laughs> right you put me out there
2: what about you Ryan uh, I think for us um our top players for the weekend were well I would just like to shout out rookies uh, who play the right side uh, Nick Cameron Alden Prochaska they're both first-year players and we put them. both play on the right side together, and their development throughout the year has been crazy. We knew they were skilled from the start. They threw hard from the beginning. They weren't afraid to catch. But just how much they've learned the game so quickly and the chemistry they've built together is just crazy. None of them, neither of them will run themselves into an out by running up alone. They're always playing together, protecting each other, getting kills, um, especially Nick Hammer. His arm is one of the top in the league, not even just talking about rookies, just overall his he throws it so violent just his stride is so long and he throws it so hard and he's so accurate too for being a rookie like he just hits the toes every time he never leaves it up so he's definitely might be biased here as an Ohio State guy but I think he should be rookie of the year even though (laughs) how great those Michigan State guys are they're they're giving him a battle but we'll see how the voting ends up
1: but it'll be close it'll be close (laughs) I I
2: knew this I just watched Michigan State a few times as a ref and championship game, Fido and Barabal, both impressed. So we'll see how it ends up. But a lot of great talent in the league going forward. And uh, Ben Dardia plays the middle with me a lot. He's just another really smart player, too. He throws it. He could hit a wall ball, get the ball back. He could hit someone's toes, reset, throw, catch, block. He does it all, too, from the middle. So shout him out. And uh, Colin Varga, who's, like, not well-known around the league. He's only, mostly a catcher. But he had some sick highlights this year to, uh, in this tournament, just catching He. Caught back-to-back uh, throws from Penn State at one point. He just lays his body on the line every tournament. He's just bruised up after just diving for catches. But then um, we played Grand Valley twice, and I was definitely really impressed with Tyler Peach. Um, a lot of people know, not a lot of people know him now, but Ben Smart and Josh Hogan, get like a lot of the recognition. But I thought Tyler Peach played incredible this weekend. His he just knows when to catch you off guard. He doesn't he doesn't throw particularly hard, or but he just knows as soon as you look away. You look back and the ball's hitting your toes just instantly. He's so quick with his throws. Placement's incredible. And as everyone knows, he's just one of the best catchers in the league. And no matter how many throws you put on him, he just finds a way to dodge the rest and catch one. So it definitely Tyler Peach impressed me too.
0: It sounds like a beast right there. We should we should definitely know his name going next going into next year for sure. I
2: think he's graduating now, but he definitely put together a great career.
0: Oh, I mean, if that's the case, then I guess he can come over to the dark side and – uh <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, never mind. Don't do that. Um <laughs> But, no, I just want to illustrate this for the audience at home. I knew at some point Josh and Ryan were going to go at it with the Ohio-Michigan thing. It was just something like – it was right there. It was just comedy ready to be written. I just saw that
2: play out beautifully. Yeah, whoever loses Rookie of the Year is going to feel like they got robbed. So,
1: we'll see. Oh, 100%. There could, there could be, a, be, like, a couple people that could – they could just give it to three or four people.
2: Yeah, no, I feel like the rookie classes just get better and better every year. Yeah. It's just ridiculous. Like, number six on the rookie list this year it could be a top player on, like, any team it feels like. It's it's crazy how – what the talent's coming into the league and then how quickly captains are developing these talents once they see a strong arm or an athlete. Yeah, exactly.
1: It seems like with how talented the uh, league has been after COVID, too, with only – or three years each team has really had to rebuild and they've I mean it seems like every team has done a great job of finding people to play mm-hmm. at a high level
0: Definitely, it's a solid uh solid news to hear especially after coming from the pandemic coming after the pandemic yeah all right so let's talk about the final day let's talk about playoffs and we're going to do this with order a little bit differently so we to actually talk to you ryan your final day playoffs yeah, so but let uh, me know, let me know what was it like once that final whistle blew for you, where you, where you ended up and overall how you felt about that particular weekend.
2: Um, so we, um, after day one, we were a sixth seed. So we started playing 11 seed BG, a team we we thought we should be able to beat and beat handily, but we knew there were no rollover. This 11th best team in the country, but we came out strong. We knew we got our whole team focused that night. We were like, Hey, we, didn't play well day one, but we knew if we, it doesn't mean anything because day two's here. Like it doesn't matter what you did day one, if you don't lose on day two. So we come out against BG, we come out real strong. We're communicating well, playing exactly what we need to. And we actually went up 4-0 early in the second half. So we were able to like sit starters last like 15 minutes of the um, second half, just based on how well we played and knew that 4-0 with 15 minutes left wasn't a lead we could blow, even though we blew a 3-0 lead yesterday. So, so we came out real strong, and then we knew we are going to get Grand Valley next uh, the Elite Eight, uh, a team that always seems to pull it out on Sunday at Nationals. They won like 11 of the past 13 years or something like that. They just never seem to lose on Sunday. But we knew that this was probably one of the weakest Grand Valley teams that we've seen ever. Just six losses in the regular season is just not something you see from them. So we knew after playing them day one, we played them close, we could take them. Um, going into that game, we took the first point. We played really well, executed well, really didn't make any mistakes. And then going to the second point, we actually had a ball's over on the first throw, which basically means they we didn't make a legitimate throw in time. So they get every ball and they just rode that momentum, making a one-one game going into halftime. And then in the second half, they took the first point to make it two to one. And then, so we were down. And then in that fourth point, we actually, um it was a back and forth point. We had our up, we had our moments, and we actually got a balls over against them. And we try to get up Ben Smart; who's like an MVP candidate. We put like four balls on him. He somehow catches one and dodges the rest. And then same thing later. We throw to Peach; he catches do- catches one, dodges the rest. So the momentum was like dying away in a point we definitely should have had earlier. So it's like a five v two. It's me and our other rookie Alden, and we somehow pull the point out. We get a couple kills, and then Tyler Peach slid out of bounds on the last throw. So it was like a controversial call. He didn't think he slid out. I didn't, I couldn't see it from the other side of the court. So it was two, two, like six minutes left. And then that point kind of died out. So we go to overtime and we're all like, GV's never missed the final four before. So like, it was kind of like the moment, like we're like, all right, this is our last chance. Six six. Let's take our chance. And we actually had the momentum at the beginning of overtime. I got out, but our rookie Nick took out Ben smart. And the place went nuts. Everyone wants to see the, you know, the dynasty die, So, Um, but then eventually we made a few mistakes and uh, we threw a catch. Uh, Nick got hit on a low throw. So, and then eventually they just took all the momentum and we lost that game. So I was really bummed, you know, we we thought we had them at some points in the match. We wanted to, you know, be the ones that ruined Grand Valley's streak, but I was really proud of how our guys played against Grand Valley. That's a tough team that seems impossible to beat on day two always. So, it was, like, bummed at first, but looking back at it, we played really well on day two, so couldn't ask my team to do any better. And we know we'll be back. We're only graduating uh, three players overall. Um, so we'll, that team will basically be able to run it back next year, and I think we're a top team in the league next year, even though I won't be there.
0: <laughs> no, <won't> even though <laughs> I won't be there. Ultimate ultimate swag.
2: I won't, yeah, be, I won't there. be there. Be nah, I will be good. <laughs> yeah, they, they'll be good, though. There's so much talent on that team coming back, and we've been recruiting well the past two years, so they don't need me. They'll be fine without me.
0: That's, that's cool. No, I actually respect that. I actually respect that. That's solid. What about you, Ellie? What, how would you say um, you felt after the final whistle for you, and how did day two go for you overall?
3: Um. Yeah, so we started out with CSU um it was just funny because Catherine stayed with Katie and I so you know that whole morning we're just like messing around with each other like oh like it's time to time to get going but um yeah I think that we started off really strong which is exciting just because that's kind of the team that I know a little bit more um and so that was comforting to see when you're going into your last day or at least my last day um playing dodgeball but we were able to get that win I think it was like 3-1 um I was a little bit worried we went up kind of like what Ryan said, we went up 3-0 and then they got a point back. So I was a little bit skeptical at first because I think that we as a team are definitely people who start out strong, but sometimes like keeping that momentum throughout the game is a challenge for us. So got a little concerned, but we were able to kind of pull it out. And then, yeah, we were going to go face Michigan State, which we all know how that day ended up. (laughs) But I mean, like, honestly, like we – we had zero fear in that huddle. Like we were like talking about it and you're like, you know what? (laughs) I like told my team, I was like, guys, the winner of this game is going to win nationals. So it might as well be us. (laughs) Um, So Like we just had a blast. And I feel like even like looking back at that first point, like in particular, you could just tell that like, we were just like, you know what? Like we're going to go out, we're going to play, we're going to see what happens. I like told them, you know, I want to see all of their captains in. And at one point we're looking across and it's just like the core four with all of the balls staring at us. Um, And you are like, okay, intimidating. Yes, but let's go. Like, um, and we were able to get the first point, which is probably one of my favorite highlight videos that I've had in my four years of dodgeball, just because everybody was just so (laughs) flipping excited. Um, And poor Jason caught a like throw from Barry. And like, as Josh said, like, can't attest dude throws hard so um caught it off of his face broke his glasses but still secured the catch so it's like you know um but yeah i mean like the day kind of continued and michigan state definitely showed us like why they were national champions um you know you have their rookies like uh nick i don't know how to say his last name so i'm just gonna say yes and then (laughs) bearball I like still have like this stitching imprinted on my leg from when Bear ball hit me on a team throw and it's been a week and a half. So like, it's just like, it was just impressive to watch. Like, and it was kind of cool to experience as an opponent. Um, I liked being able to kind of like coach, I guess, against Becca and Kevin. Like, I felt like they made me more intense, like in a very good way. Like just like, Definitely. wanting to compete. um, so, yeah, I mean, like, I can't say enough good things about him. Jack Gerling is a nuisance on the court. Um, <laughs> and I mean that in the best way possible. But, yeah, we had a blast. It was definitely sad to kind of hang it up. And, you know, Michigan State was – they were all gentlemen and let me have kind of a final moment on the court. I actually got to catch Josh in my final play of the game.
1: Uh-huh. But, uh, I don't know how she got in. It was like uh, – I'm kind of confused. But she she got in somehow.
3: Kevin approved so but yeah no I it was a good catch it was a good catch (laughs) I can't be upset with how that game ended it it was truly a blast um so it was it was a good last game for us
0: (laughs) so wait a minute you you caught Josh in your final play in uh college
3: heck yeah I did I was like Josh throw it
1: (laughs) I was like all right I guess here we go
0: so wait, uh, hold on, hold on, hold on. You, you she called you out. You took her up on it, and you paid the price.
1: I did, yeah.
0: Okay, well, you got I the title, but you did pay the price. Yeah,
1: she <laughs> got the final word, though. So I, I mean, I'm kind of upset about that. But
0: <laughs> oh yeah, she she's gonna play this part of the episode every oh, yeah. year for the rest <laughs> of your life. Oh, whenever good. your birthday is, Josh, she's gonna play that part of this episode every year this is perpetual and i'm not cutting this in post so she got this in perpetuity
1: the moment the moment it was like maybe the day after they had already posted a highlight video of me (laughs) getting out so i i don't even i don't even want to see any more of it
0: oh damn that sucks they did you dirty just a day after
3: yeah that's all right No shame to Michigan State, though, but I think Miami pulled out the best promo video for Nationals that I've ever seen in my entire life. Ryan, you can agree, too, because I know you guys yeah, was, watched that at your film night.
2: <laughs> yeah, we watched it at our film night. It was a elite uh, videography.
1: It was impressive, for
0: sure. I got to see this. Um, I don't know if you're on Facebook or whatever, but I- I'm going to need to see that real quick. I'm going to need right. to see that promo video.
3: It's like Ice Age promo video okay, like they're, what's, they're
0: pretty cool all, right, all right all right all right what's this with ice age like okay ice age like i'm gonna say something very controversial to you okay. oh boy <laughs> ice age is at best a top 10 kids film
3: i don't disagree with you that's the thing like <laughs> okay
0: fair, fair enough fair enough all right cool but like- i can probably name like nine other kids films i would probably rank higher but I will say I do love Ice Age simply because of that little feral squirrel thing. Just that dude alone, Sid, right? That's the name, Sid. He makes it funny for me. Everything it, otherwise is just kind of like a three D land before time.
3: I don't disagree with everything that you said, um,
0: <laughs> Not everything. but I
3: disagreed with part of it. You um, better. So I'm just gonna let Ryan or Josh answer the next.
0: All right, Josh, we already know how your story ends. Undefeated season, undefeated throughout. How does it feel? You pretty much finished the mission right then and there. And how does it feel for you? Yeah, it
1: was uh, to have it be, to have it end the way it did. We couldn't have asked for anything better Um, the whole day. Kind of, you know, the way we felt, it kind of was going that way. We just felt good. We were playing well and, you know, like Ellie said, we played against Miami and they, you know, made it very competitive that, by taking that first point. And, um, you know, really we, we had to wake up a little earlier than we wanted to, um, you know. <laughs> the were, the, just,
2: the news was spreading quick.
1: I'm sure it <laughs> was.
2: off that round and all of a sudden I'm, like, watching some other games. Someone's like, Miami's up on Michigan State right now. And everyone's like, what the hell are you yeah. talking
1: about? <laughs> It was crazy. I was – I was refing Penn State in Virginia. So – by the time that ended and I had all my stuff on, we had already started the first point and I, you know, me and Barry checked in and immediately we lost the point. And it was like, Oh my gosh, what are we doing? But, um, no, we were able to collect ourselves and play good, but they definitely, you know, got us focused early, which probably helped us, um, early on. And as Ellie was saying, she, she might've said something before the match even started that the winner of this was going to win the whole thing. So it was, you know, just kind of funny and we were focused for everything and, and ready to go. And then we moved on to Nebraska who had an amazing day one. Um, I don't, I can't remember who all they played, but I think they went three and zero, and they were able to move up pretty high in the rankings. And, you know, we didn't know what to expect from them. Were they going to play like they did yesterday? Were the, were they going to play a little bit differently? But, by playing Miami and getting focused, we were able to, you know, stay focused and play Nebraska, and we were able to beat them 5-1. Just, you know, we were playing disciplined, playing smart, um, and just played good dodgeball. And getting up 5-1, we were able to rest a little bit of our guys again, um, which is the biggest thing for the national tournament, is being able to save your arm for day two and and the, you know, later games. Um, So that was big for us, and then we moved on to JMU who we played day one but you know they're always going to be tough competition and just staying focused and playing good dodgeball we were able to you know jump out early and beat them 5-0 we got up early and just were able to keep ball possession and play our dodgeball exactly how we wanted to play and take out on their team who we wanted to get out early and we able to just make the points long and drag them out and save what we could and put in our you know subs to save arms and stuff so it was kind of fun to you know be able to play that and and beat them 5-0 after you know having a tough matchup in overtime against them in day two of the uh, previous year's tournament so being able to do that and kind of shut them up a little bit was kind of nice for us um, but then uh, just like everybody you know didn't want to happen a gv versus msu uh, national championship, we we uh, were like, really, we got to play them again. It would have been our fourth. It was our fourth time playing them. And, you know, the first two times we played them, we, you know, beat them 6-0 and then 4-0. And then at our Michigan Dodgeball Cup, we beat them 3-2 after going down 2-0. Um, but, you know, whether or not people say they were the, you know, less t- lesser talented team or anything like that, the four guys – that are their seniors, Ben Smart, Owen Israels, Tyler Peach, and Josh Hill. I mean, they're they're top four, you know, players in in, in the league, and and having them in at any time is always difficult for any team. Um, And plus, they had a bunch of pieces that were playing well at the time, and they made it very difficult. It was one of the craziest points or games that we've ever played in, or, or at least I've ever seen. We, uh, our first point lasted, I think, around 20 minutes, which is, never happens. Um, we had, you know, three or four people in, and so did Grand Valley for probably like eight minutes of that par- portion. So it was just incredible to, you know, play Grand Valley and have such a long point and kind of have it be exactly how it was supposed to be such a long, you know, hard fought game against your in-state rival in the national championship so after we went down one zero it was kind of like a you know punching our face like really is this how it's is this how it's going to go um, but when they won that point you can if you watch the film they celebrate like they already won the national championship and we just kind of stayed focused and we were like all right we just got to get one point and we really think we can focus up and Going into uh, halftime, we still felt confident. We played really well. I mean, you can't ask for a closer point. And uh, the second point also took, I can't remember how long, but it it dragged out, long point. A lot of people going in and out, just didn't matter who was in. There was always going to you know, another catch was thrown or someone else got out. So another long point, and we were able to, um, at one point, like Ellie said, we were able to get our core four in at one point, which was myself, Jack Gurling, Barry Butler, uh, and DQ McQueen um, all in at the same time. And we felt like if any of us were in at the same t- – if all of us were in at the same time, we're, we can be the best team in the country. And we were able to just hold that momentum, get a point out, and uh, tie it up at 1-1. And then, you know, the second – or the third point, you know, never ended up – happening it went into overtime and six on six and can't ask for anything more in a national championship the first uh, overtime in national or in the national championship for dodgeball and just was a up and down guys getting out um throwing catches it just was very uh another hard-fought point and um we ended up having a three 3v1 against Ben Smart and we just were able to distract him enough to have him turn away and hit him with a cross and win the national championship. But it was just as crazy as you would think a Michigan State versus Grand Valley championship should be. And for us seniors and captains that were leaving, you really can't ask for anything more than that.
0: Nice. (laughs) It sounds like there was a lot of history between Michigan and Grand Valley there for it to end the way it did.
1: Yeah, definitely.
0: (laughs) All right, so safe to assume from everyone here on this panel that this past – or I don't want to say this past weekend, but this past Nationals was really competitive from start to finish. Definitely. Everyone nodding yes. Everyone nodding yes. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just saying it because not everyone's going to see you nodding. <laughs> everyone's got to see you. <laughs> this is an audio, not visual podcast, people. Um, all right, so with that consensus already set, Let's uh, wrap it up with some shout-outs. People who've helped you out this year, whether it was a personal trainer, that friend that let you crash on their couch, or someone who helped you with gas money. Obviously, we all had help to get here one way or another. So let's shout them out. Let's start with you, Josh.
1: Yeah, I think the biggest shout-out goes to Kevin and Becca Wynn, who were our coaches. Um, They did a phenomenal job of, over the last two or three years, keeping us seniors and the people who came back together um, and just kind of teaching us how to play dodgeball the last three years. Um, Having coaches that show up every day for a sport or a club sport that, you know, they don't get paid to do and anything like that. It's, you know, you can't ask for any better people to do that than Kevin and Becca. Um, And they really helped us, kept us motivated, made sure we were all focused on our goal to win a national championship and, you know they met playing dodgeball um they're gonna have a kid here in the next couple months it's just it becomes sort of a family and they really are at the center of it um and they just made it exactly what it was but we also had a ton of people um help us um over the last couple years with donations and travel money and, and and providing us with places to stay and stuff like that, um, that the parents or friends or something like that really came together and helped us, um, throughout the last couple of years. And we couldn't have asked for any more help. It was, it's been a great couple of years for these people that come and support us.
0: Nice. And yeah, I can say this about, uh, Becca and and Kevin, I've known them for Jeez, seven years. Wow. I'm, going, I'm getting old, people. Um, yeah, you, you're in good hands, man. They, they know what they're talking about. They, you're in good hands. So yeah. being the captain of that, you're in good hands. You like State Farm, you're in good hands.
1: Yep. But, yeah, that was the best part was, sorry, but the, <laughs> being the head captain and being able to, you know, talk closely with them all the time really just helped me a lot to try to become head captain and, and all that stuff like that. So they're amazing.
0: For sure. What about you, Ellie?
3: Um, yeah, I would definitely shout out Becca again. yeah, I was constantly asking her questions, whether it would be like my own play or just like like strategy advice, so it was constantly hitting her up for help. Um, kind of same with like UC and OSU's captains. Um, I know like I definitely reached out a lot uh, for yeah just advice and like honestly like motivation in certain times from the both of them and their two teams that not to suck up because Ryan's on the podcast, but like, yeah, two teams that like we always mm-hmm. really enjoyed getting to play with um, and just be at tournaments with. So would definitely shout them out, but yeah, I mean, I think it's a, it would go down a long path, but yeah, I just want to give a shout out to like the women in the league, the amount of women, like female leadership we had this year was just insane. Um, you know, last year, like my captain, Anna Molenbeek, who like, we were attached to the hip, the three years that we got to play together, but yeah, she really kind of laid the groundwork for the team that we had this year. Um, and so she gets a lot of that credit for why we were able to kind of do the things that we did this year. But yeah, I mean, like you look at Vanessa at Kent, um, Alexis, Nicole, all of the women at Akron, um, Catherine now at CSU with Sky, um, just a lot of really strong female dodgeball players, um, who have really kind of stepped up in the league and, you know, as a female captain, they make it, they make it more comfortable to kind of do my thing um, to be able to ask for help. But yeah, even the, I mean, I'll give them credit. The guys of the league too have been really great. Um, I had a group, good group of captains with to finish out this year. So, um, but yeah, got to give my ladies credit. So.
2: For sure. What about you, Ryan? Uh, I'll say biggest shout out is just to our coaching staff. OSU's always known for being one of the biggest coaching staffs in the league, just because just the amount of alumni that stay in Columbus and, even people that played in other high schools that come to Ohio, they come to a lot of our practices. Sometimes we have like three or four coaches at a practice just playing against us, and they just make us so much better. Some of them I played with like uh, Dylan, and now uh, like Felix is always at our practices. Uh, Dan Shackelford and Sam Palumbo, Ben, like they're always just always around, and just get being able to play against them along with like just playing against our teammates at practice just makes you so much better. And they know like if they're just so smart with the game that if you look away for a second, they'll hit you and make you learn the hard way. Like don't look away, you know keep your eyes up, like when to look for something and they just help with strategy on our team so much. And then also on day two, my arm was sore and a rookie Nick's mom and my girlfriend did some stretch on my arm that like revived it. It was not sore <laughs> anymore. I don't know. It was called like, <laughs> some, like posterior, like capsule reset or something. I don't know what it was called, but it like fixed my arm and I felt great. Like my arm was dying after a BG game and all of a sudden they did it between games and all of a sudden it's Grand Valley warming up and I feel fresh again. So Whatever stretch they did, uh, Nick's mom, my girlfriend, they saved my arm for day two and let us put up a good fight against Grand Valley. So (laughs) the league needs to find that stretch because it's amazing. Felt great.
0: We need we need to find that and we need to tag that in the comments for sure. Because yeah, I'm gonna need that. I'm gonna tell you right now. I'm 35. It gets worse um so you don't need that stretch yeah for sure i i know you were probably expecting me to say something inspirational it gets better from here no it gets worse Mm -hmm. Uh, (laughs) but with that uh i I do want to say thank you guys for hopping on and you know pretty much painting us not only a perfect picture for nationals for the audience at home but essentially a picture of you know what it was like for you guys going through it so and that was my um recap of the ncda nationals i'd like to thank ellie ryan and josh sorry he slipped up josh national champion um for sharing with us uh sharing with us their perspective of not just the event but overall their season as a whole um i wanted to kind of get a little bit into the weeds with that so i wanted to thank them for hopping on and just making them next hour and a half seemingly go by fast um special thanks and this is credit to the ncda facebook posts and instagram posts you can see um people who made this event happen um unfortunately i couldn't be there i was really trying to be there but you know next time i'll definitely be there for pinch for sure uh special thanks going out to um the following people via the ncda posts i figure they why not just shout them out one more time the people at mad city you have eric boyer kyle gifford mike michael sullivan and ryan hum uh, director of nationals terence checkett dodgeball ttv bill fisher ncda alumni jason holman and trey bidlock ncda content team <laughs> that's right up my alley adam fliss andrew fliss eric cavanaugh felix Baroni, chris haas Well, I've had uh, a previous episode. Max Vincent, Nicole Kudich, I think I had her on as well, actually. Sam Palumbo and Tony Stumpo, and the rest of the team to be thanked, Alex Zimmerman, Barbara Tiger, Kara Harp, and Tia Fittig. All those people, and I'm sure a litany of other volunteers, uh, made this event happen. So I wanted to give them a final shout out in this segment um, to let them know that their contributions were not forgotten. Uh, Stay tuned for my next episode and for my next announcement on my next guest. All right, take care.